Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Ring the Bell. This is your uh, host, Amelia Pitbull Chapman. I'm going to say co-host because I'm used to saying co-host. And my co-host for the evening is Michael Armageddon Murphy. How are you doing, Michael? I'm good, Amelia. It's great to be back. How how are you doing? Good, good, good. And of course, we have uh, Angelo Mad Dog. <laughs> That's me. <laughs> He's going to be also on the show tonight. But if you can call him Mad Dog, but y'all better leave both of these guys alone because I am going to be the pit bull and I'm going to... Oh, 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 right, oh. Exactly. <laughs> We're going to be speaking tonight about Chris Benoit, murder, suicide, but I think it's murder. It was brought to us by oh. popular demand it's to talk on that subject tonight. What do you think about that, Michael? Uh, yes, definitely. Uh, from what I've read and looked into the case of it, Definitely murder without a doubt. I don't think it was a murder-suicide whatsoever. Yeah, I think so, too, because, it, like you said, there's a lot of uh, interesting twists and turns, a lot of questions people have brought up about this, and I think I'm going to say murder as well. What about you, Angela? What do you think? Oh, boy, it's a loaded question. I just start <laughs> off with an easy one, right? Um, I have a kind of an interesting viewpoint. Um, I first of all, there, a murder did take place, but I don't believe for one minute that it was a murder suicide. I have taken the the position for the last for the last 10, 11 years that this is at least the last 10, 12 years mm -hmm. that this is a hit of some sort. I believe whoever killed Chris, and Daniel and Nancy, I believe they knew what they were doing. I believe Chris knew who they were. Nobody forced anybody to go into that house. Somebody was let in, purposely let in, or, or they had the key, or they were real good and they knew what they were doing. Breaking, you know, breaking and entering is an art form, but once you know how to do it, it's very, very easy to do. Um, or they could have been welcomed in as well. Well, that's what I'm saying. You know, whoever mm -hmm. I think whoever did it, I think Chris Benoit knew it. Right. I think they knew them. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I want to do yeah. something right here oh. at the beginning. Oh, I'm, I'm go ahead, Murph. I'll save my surprise for later. Again. Okay. Well, one of the things that was found was, and from what I've gathered from the evidence that we've read and looked over. There was no forced entry, which means no, they didn't wasn't. have to force no. a way in, which tells me that they either knew the person mm -hmm. or, you know, it was a close friend, you know, someone. It was someone they knew. Right. Yeah. Oh, for sure. In this and case, it's been talked about for the past. It's 18 years. Can you believe it? And we're still talking about this case? Because I said it's... that, you know, Murph and I talked about this, Amelia, um, before you joined us. Um, this evening, mm -hmm. and we were talking about this. I said, you know, people are talking about the Kennedy assassination 61 years later. Correct. We're going to be talking about the Benoit case 30, 40 years from now. Oh, absolutely. Until it's solved, at least. Unless someone on their deathbed says, I'm the guy that did it. If somebody doesn't say that, you're looking at Lee Harvey Oswald all over again. Oh, yes. Because I don't think he uh, did well, it either. On the other hand, how many guys, how many mobsters on their deathbed have claimed to be the one to kill Jimmy Hoffa? 
about five we know of. <laughs> right. No, I'm, I'm, I'm not and they're not, it. and they're probably going to keep no. them. Going. I'm not, I'm being totally serious. About five that we know of claimed that they killed wow. Hoffa. Jeez. And I'm not talking about like five nobodies. I'm talking about five high-ranking people mm-hmm. said that they killed Jimmy Hoffa. One guy, Michael Frangese, claims to know where Hoffa's body was mm-hmm. and how they did it. But then again, so does uh, Johnny Russo. Right. He's another guy who says he knows how Hoffa died and where his body went and uh, you know and where it was transported. But, but everybody who thinks they know is going to say they think they know. Right. Okay. Yeah. Here's the thing, though. They're not going to say, I think. They're going to say, this is what happened. Wrong as they may be. We don't do that here. That's not what we do here. We can speculate all day long. And if we find the conclusion, we say it. And if we don't find the conclusion, guess what? It's just speculation. Correct. But at least it's going to be educated speculation. Because we do our homework here. All right, and if you show photos, we're going to be looking at those photos with every little thing we can't even. We're going to get the microscope, everything we can to even look at those photos, every we little inch of it. To do, yeah, we're going to do everything we can to, to be as fair and complete and honest and transparent as we possibly can. Remember, there's a lot, a lot of information out there. I mean, there's so much information about the Benoit case. Yes. You have to really kind of put your waiter boots on mm-hmm. and walk through the muck and mire and piles of shit to sort out the truth from, from the caca. Right. You know, yeah. Mike Murphy and I know because we've done already, we've already done this already mm-hmm. a couple of times. In fact, we've, we've looked into it. We've looked into this. And we've gone up and down, backwards, sideways, front to back. Mm-hmm. And every time, and I've said this before, every time we walk or jump down that rabbit hole, it gets deeper and dirtier. Yeah, I've even, you know, I saw you know the what, shows. Mike, you know what, Mike, sorry, Amelia, but I just, uh-huh. Mike, uh, he triggered a question. It's, you've said that before, and I've heard that before. Why? What is it about this case that won't go away? Why does it just keep getting dirtier and more convoluted? What is it? Explain to me. What is it about this, Crispin? Are, are we that passionate, or do we want to be the one to solve it, or both? Well, I think. Oh. I think uh, what it was is when when this happened back in 2007. Right. Uh, it was on. It, it came out. Everybody was up in arms about, oh, he couldn't have done this. He couldn't have done that. Did he do yeah. it? Didn't he do it? Uh, well, how long was the investigation? You know, that yeah. kind of thing. And most people figured, well, this will go away in a month or two. Well, here right. it is 18 years later. And we're still talking years later. Yeah, exactly. We're still talking about it. And we're still talking about it. Yeah. And the reason we're still talking about it is because something in this case isn't right. Something about just doesn't make sense. That's that's the bottom line. Doesn't make sense. 
It's too convoluted. It's too complex. It's too, here's the biggest thing, though, Mike. I think you'll agree. It's too contradictory. Yes. But here's the thing, Amelia. And if you've read that, I'm sure you have. I know you've got a stack of papers like this in front of you. Right. <laughs> if you've read this, you know that three agencies are working on this and three agencies are saying three different things. Exactly. You've got the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. You've got the Fayette County, Georgia Sheriff Department saying mm -hmm. something else. Then you've got uh, individual um, investigators, learned people right. saying something completely different. Mm -hmm. But those people are leaning toward us, the investigators, the yeah. private detectives. The armchair detectives, but the, well, I'm talking about the professionals right. that are getting paid for this. Believe it or not, you guys, they're leaning more toward our way of thinking. They say the same thing that I said today. Somebody wanted to put a nice little bow on this, put it back on the shelf and hope nobody would notice that the package was opened. Exactly. You understand, Murphy, when I said that to well, you see, earlier? Angelo, that, see, Angelo, that's the problem right there. Okay, yeah. he did it. He came home, or he did it. He killed Roy Rage, yada, yada, yada. End of story. No, I'm sorry. That's too neat, it's too clean, and it's too easy. There are too Nate, many unanswered questions. Amelia. Yeah. Yes. How long... Try to remember back, because I'm going to ask, and I know that Murphy knows the answer. How long did the Chris Benoit case make the news when it happened? How long did it make the news? Uh, from what I remember, as soon as, I think after, for me, I remember uh, hearing it as soon as it happened a few hours later. No, I but how, lo how long did it, what I'm getting at is, how long did the news cover it? Um, not very long, actually. It's like a couple of days, maybe a day or so, and that was it. It was over and done with. You're, you're not, was... you're not far, Murph. How long did the news cover it? Uh, I'd say about a week, maybe two. Because a, week, week, a week, a week and a half. No, because mm -hmm. I knew Mike would know the answer because he and I talked mm -hmm. about this before. The the mainstream news covered the Benoit alleged murder-suicide for 11 days, a week and a half, not even a full two weeks, a week and a half. So Murph was right there in the middle, okay? Yep. But you saying a day or two, guess what? Mm -hmm. You may as well said two weeks because they didn't give it much coverage at all. They didn't. That's how much I, I feel that's how much they did the investigation and they just wrapped up and left. Well, that, because some, like I said, mm -hmm. somebody wanted this thing. Somebody took a package off the shelf. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. They opened up the package. Mm -hmm. They they took out what they wanted from the inside of the package. They put the box back together. They put the wrap on. Okay. Mm -hmm. Nice and neat. They put the bow on it and they put it back on the shelf. Right. Look. Look, I stole the packet, but nobody, there's nothing in there. Nobody yeah. knows that but me because I have it in my pocket. Mm -hmm. Okay. 
And you want to know why I didn't want to do a wrestling show? Because this is the kind of shit that happens. <laughs> and I, I think too, during the investigation, there was too many people walking in and out that they missed a lot of evidence. I feel that, and I know that in my heart that they did. Well, see, here, here here's the question I have. Here you go. Look at this. Here's here you go, a Mike. Questions that I have. Look at this, Mike. Leon Barfield is in the. Uh, Leon hey, Barfield. Leon. Is, He's in the uh, the chat room with us, Mike. He's one of our our loyal uh, show guys here. It was on the news. And Leon's a big wrestling fan. It was on the news two days where he is, okay? He says, I've talked to people in the business who blame Kevin Sullivan. Kevin had nothing to do with this. I uh, I think Chris went nuts and did it acting alone. Well, Leon, I I appreciate that, but I don't think I don't think Kevin Sullivan had anything to do with it. Quite mm-hmm. frankly, no. Like Michael, go ahead, continue what you were saying, my friend. Okay, what well, I was saying, uh, there's too many questions that need to be answered uh, that I have personally, and I'm going to throw a couple of them out there. You know, maybe uh, the listeners or the viewers can uh, give some insight. There you go. One. Uh, question number one. Chris Benoit was a basically Olympic caliber athlete. Right. Could choke you out like that. Great. So why were Nancy's hands and feet bound? Why were her hands and feet bound? It's her husband. He doesn't have to tie her up. Thank you. A Bible was put, her, was put next to her. Yeah. Okay. To me, that shows whoever did it was showing remorse. Okay. Were the was the Bible and the ropes were they fingerprinted? Were they dusted Good. for prints? Not that we know. I brought in. Not that we know. Exactly. Jimmy uh, Thunder from yeah, Parts Unknown. I know this guy here, Mike. Yes. <laughs> Jimmy Thunder said, "Here's here's an interesting, Michael. I want you to take this one." Jimmy Thunder. I know Jimmy. He's li- he's from New Zealand. He's one of mm-hmm. our loyal listeners down hey, in Jimmy. New Zealand. Jimmy says, by the way, Jimmy, I love you, brother. It's been a long time since we talked. He he could have known too much. Vince could have had him clipped. Michael, you and I, how long ago, Mike, mm-hmm. did you and I say that? Uh, earlier today. Uh, <laughs> Not I was even discussing of it for years. That, I didn't even uh, ask that's, you that. that's the answer I wanted. That's yeah. the answer I wanted. We've been talking about this for years. And I asked you that yesterday before what well, we were talking about today's show. I asked you that last night. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing though, guys. Uh and I'm, and I'm gonna throw it back to Murph. Um he's absolutely right. There was never, never any finger dusting, Nothing. never fingerprint done. There was no crime scene investigation photographs released. Plenty were taken, but none were released. I'm going to show you photographs tonight from the Fayette County Sheriff's Office. Guess what? They were taken after the place was cleaned up. Okay? This ought to tell you volumes, okay? Volumes, because Mike Murphy knows I showed photographs of the crime scene when it happened. 
You cannot find those photos anymore, Michael, on the internet. They've all been scrubbed. They've been scrubbed from the internet. You you type in or you do a search, Yahoo, Google, Bing, DuckDuckGo, any search engine you want. Chris Benoit crime scene photos. You know what you're going to get? You're going to get pictures of Chris and Nancy and Daniel hugging each other and family pictures. You're not going to get crime scene photos. Okay? You're I'd, not I'd going like, to get I'd them. like to answer uh, I'd like to answer JT Thunder's one question about Vince possibly being involved with it. Uh, and that is one thing they found at the Benoit uh, residence was a huge amount of steroids. More than one person could use for themselves. I personally Absolutely. think Chris was distributing for Vince McMahon. Here's an interesting point. Yeah. John Vicks in our chat room. John, that's a great question. Who wants to take this one? The cell phones that the text were from were from Nancy's phone and Benoit's phone. But still to this day, those phones have not been found. Here's the question I have, and whoever wants to take it. Who's got the phones? Where are they? Hmm. Where are they? (coughs) What I'd like to ask is, what were the texts? Oh, you don't know. Okay. No, this is a new one to me. That one was, uh, see, that uh, Nancy and... uh, Daniel were sick. They had food poisoning, so he he wasn't able to make the wrestling that night. He told Chavo. Oh, uh, okay, okay. That one. Okay, mm-hmm. no, you're right. I yeah. remember that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Chavo says, "Okay, that's okay, man. Let me know if you need anything." And then he said, "Chavo, I love you." And that was kind of weird for him to say to Chavo. That was the other one. Well, it was weird for him to say to Chavo, but not weird for him to say to Eddie. Yeah, to Eddie. And so he and Eddie were like. You know, two peas in a pod. And then supposedly Chavo uh, called Eddie, Eddie uh, called, I mean, called Chris at first, but it didn't get an answer. That's when he tried to supposedly said he called him, but there was no record. Where's the records that there was a phone call? Where's the records where the text messages were from? None of that's been even uh, found out or you could call the cell phone company, get those records. None of that was even brought up as well. Yeah, that was even existed. I'm going to handle work. the chat room tonight. Uh, our new friend, Dazzy to Jazzy. Michael, I'm gonna, I want you to take this one. When the police first went okay. to the house, when the police first went to the house to do the welfare check, when they saw the dogs, why didn't they call for the dog handler instead of letting the neighbors go in and disturb a crime scene? Okay, the answer for that is okay. First off, uh, my should ex-wife we mention was Michael? SPC. Michael, should we mention uh, Jim Bob and Billy Bob? And <laughs> no, 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 no. My my ex-wife was an SPCA uh, dog handler, and mm. she would go to like the fighting rings and pick up animals and stuff. Reason oh. they probably reason they probably let the neighbor in to handle the animals is because. First off, the sheriffs are in uniform. They don't know the dogs. The neighbor right. does know the dogs. The, neighbor, the neighbor's going to recognize the dogs. They're going to be calmer mm-hmm. with the neighbor than they're going to be with you know police mm-hmm. officers. 
So, and if they were outside, I don't think there was too much evidence outside that could have been disturbed. No, you're absolutely right. It's a, it's factual that dogs know their surroundings a lot better than most people do. Right. Dogs are less aggressive with neighbors than they are with strangers. A dog handler walking in that situation would have been very aggressive. Yes. Because here's the thought process of the dog. You're disturbing my turf. This is my, you know, I piss here. You don't. Right. Right. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And Murphy's absolutely right. Go ahead, Amelia. Again, I'm going to handle... My my job tonight here is going to be simple. I'm going to handle the commercials. I'm going to handle the chat right. room. And now speaking of commercials, yes, we are up against our first break. We'll be right back after this, folks. Train the people only to consume step two. Infiltrate adults with the news step three. Indoctrinate the children through the schools and the music and the apps on the phones that they use step four. Separate the right from the left step five. Separate the white from the black step six. Separate the rich from the poor. Use religion and equality to separate them more step seven. Fabricate a problem made a lie step eight. Put it on the news every night step nine. When people start to fight and divide, take control. This is called situational design. We are back with Ring the Bell, your hostess with the mostest from coastest to coastest, <laughs> Amelia the Pitbull Chapman, and Michael Armageddon Murphy. And Michael, you were up when last we left off, young man. Oh, sorry, I was just getting into the music. <laughs> yes, we're hoping to have him on the show very soon one day. <laughs> one of these days. I, I was getting my boogie on. <laughs> now keep your boogie off of me, brother. Well, in the, wor- in the words of our truth, uh, my bad. That one's on me. <laughs> you fucking loon. Let's talk about this serious. Here's a, here's. I got a question for you. Um. You know, you know who Bill After is. Because you know, Amelia, she's a young kitten here. She doesn't know who Bill After is. I've got a question for you, Mike. Why would okay. uh, why would Bill After, with as much experience and as long as he's been around the wrestling business for some sixty five years, why would he indicate that he believes the Benoit case to be a mafia hit? Now he used that word. He said a mafia hit, a mob hit. Excuse me. He used the word mob, a mob hit. What would be in it for the mob uh, that why would you think Chris that? would? Uh, mostly to the outside eye, it may look like that. The only problem with that is, be it motorcycle gangs, mafia, yakuza, whatever. There's always there's one rule they all follow. No women, no, no children. Kids. Yep. So, That's but to the outside eye, yeah, it may look like a, you know, like a mafia hit. So. 
Has anyone ever investigated CM Punk? When Chris was a no-show, Punk was placed in the match and given that belt. Uh, that's an interesting comment, Leon. But as we like to say, Mike Murphy and I like to say, uh, it's all a work. But yeah. certainly the death of Chris Benoit was was not a work. But but let's um, yeah, Mike. No, says, you know, no, that's not work. Yeah, and I, I people lost their lives that night. Exactly, exactly, Amelia. Mm-hmm. So talk to me. Um, where is your thought process on all of this? You've got a lot of information in front of you. I'm sure you read a lot. I know you fairly well. Mm-hmm. I know that you read voraciously. Mm-hmm. By the way, thank you for the show last night. Mark Sotkin yes. was here. Great show. You did a heck of a job. I'm very proud of you. Got to give you kudos on well, that. Thank you. <laughs> he thank was you very fun. We, um, I think we made him open up a lot more than normal. <laughs> after seven times with us, you think he'd be comfortable. Yeah, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, well, he I, got I, very I, comfortable. Very did. So let's talk about Chris Benoit. Where are you on this whole thing? I never really got to ask you this. Well, I mean, after seeing all the shows that you've done and everything like that, because it also brought up to my attention that I wanted to do the show again because I've done one with you about this, and we didn't really get to do a lot because – the other one was more of a, a friend knowing him, but I wanted to get into deeper because I feel that if it was a mob hit, it could have been something that he was maybe forced to do, but then he didn't want to do it. So maybe he stayed downstairs while it happened upstairs. He didn't know what was going to happen to his family. But it, I have a feeling that there was two people involved, somebody that Nancy knew very well, but of course took care of the son first and somebody that the son trusted. I have a feeling, and I'm going to say it right now, I have a feeling that it was the Guerreros that had something to do with this. I believe that, and I've said it, I said, and I'm going to say it again, I think Chavo Guerrero was directly involved, and it would not surprise me to find that all roads lead to Guerrero. I have a feeling Vicky had a lot to do with it as well. Can can you do me a favor? Yes. Because I'm going to call you on this. Mm-hmm. Um, you said that previously to me privately, right? I shared that with Mike Murphy. Michael, would you lay out your scenario, please, that you did with me on the phone, you and Amelia? I want I want to hear you guys talk about this. Okay, if if Chavo and uh, Vicky Guerrero were involved, um, I one. Going to the house, the the Guerrero first, the Guerrero family and the Benoit family, very close. Seeing right. as how Eddie and uh, Chris traveled together, worked out together, had matches together, they became very close. In, in the wrestling business, you build up very very close friendships. Uh, there's still some guys that I used to work with and fight with in the ring that I'm still very close to. Sure. Uh, it was also rumored that maybe Eddie and uh, Chris had a relationship that was more than friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, a bromance, if you will. Uh, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think, first off, if Eddie or if Chavo and Vicky went to the house, well, they were close to the family, so of course they're going to be let in. 
Absolutely. In uh, a family like the Guerreros, where there was a lot of lucha libre, okay, mm-hmm. there were lucha libre wrestlers, high flying mm-hmm. stunts. That is taken. The lucha libre style of wrestling in Mexico is taken very seriously. It, it, it's oh, almost boy. like the yeah. Super Bowl soccer. It's yes. very, it it's almost religious. Very serious. Mm-hmm. Very serious. Uh, to have a wrestler come that could that's well known in WWE and lucha libre uh, circles, if it were to be known that he was having a bromance, if you will, that would bring dishonor to uh, the Guerrero yes. family. Just like, just like if a Lucha Libre wrestler loses his mask, that's mm-hmm. a dishonor. Oh, yeah. Um, here's the thing, though, is Mike. It possible? Here, here's the, and I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Mike, but here's the thing that people need to understand. When you're on the road... 300 plus days a year and you're rooming with the same people all the time you build up very close relationships yes we know that chris and eddie used to sit on the floor every night after the matches and pray it's very very Mm -hmm. easy for me to believe that they had some extracurricular relationship i don't have a problem in the world believing it I don't have a problem in the world accepting it because what two people do is their business. And it's none of mine. The problem I have is chastising a guy or killing a guy based on what, what he feels. If he felt love for one another, that's between them. It doesn't mean that he loves his wife any less. You know? Right. Yeah, I mean, you and understand again, what I'm And again, saying? this is all speculation. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And that's why I said at the beginning of the show, this is, we're going to speculate, but if we can prove something, that's even better. But other, yeah. until then, it's just speculation, and but we're allowed to speculate because that's what we do. Yes. Because we speculate with an educated eye. Right, exactly. And that's that's why, you know, the being the Mexican in me too, because a lot of Mexicans are Catholic and Catholic you have Bibles. And that's well, where the Bibles to me fit into each of the bodies. That's- and that's why and thank you, Amelia, for making the case that me and Mike Murphy made ages ago. Right. They were devout Catholics. Yes. Okay. Chris Benoit had a serious problem of faith. Mm-hmm. The reason he trusted yes, yes, and yes. loved the reason he trusted and loved Eddie Guerrero so much is because he admired Eddie's belief in God and faith yes. in Jesus. Okay. You're going to see documents tonight that prove that Chris Benoit told his pastor, told his pastor that he was losing faith in God, that he felt conflicted. Right. Because he was reading materials about Elijah, 
the prophet Elijah, the uh, the Islam prophet, mm-hmm. you know, Elijah Muhammad is the prophet of Islam. Got no pro, I got no problem in the world with the prophet of Islam, Elijah Muhammad. No problem at all. It's your religion, worship the way you want. Right. It's not mine, but hey, I'm not going to knock you for doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Oh, who, you you may not believe in Jesus, but guess what? Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean I have to stop believing in Jesus. Absolutely. All right, I'll shut up now. Go ahead, Murph. No. <laughs> but just really quickly, though, if you do uh, lose your faith or want to find your way again, uh, we have the Pastor Steve, the Rowdy Rev, that you can always turn to. I want to give him a little spotlight. Holy shit. Look at this, Murphy. <laughs> Murphy. Mm-hmm. Look at this. It. Yeah, boy. Read that, Amelia. What's it say? I have my glasses. Let me- Faz Gooner, I whoever you are, welcome. You're a first timer here, I could tell, because I've never seen a Faz Gooner here before, but I like the name, so stay with it and keep coming back. The video game SmackDown vs. Raw 2007 was Chris Benoit's final game. In the game storyline, they make Chris disappear for a week. What? And the Undertaker in the game predicts Chris's fate and his family. Interesting, is it not? That, to me, is more than coincidental. That's a little more than coincidental. What do you say? Yeah, especially when did they... Uh, Or or am I making too much of it, Murph? Not at all. One thing I know, if something... I think that's coincidence... I think that might be coincidence because if something like that were to happen, I believe uh, uh, Mark Calloway would have would have said something to it. You know, you would you would think so, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Amelia, where you stand on that one? Uh, well, it depends. I mean, if the game was the game, usually takes a year or so to make, doesn't it, for it to come out or so? All right, let's talk about this one since uh, somebody brought up the um, the uh, um, Kevin Sullivan angle. Um, during the mid-90s when Benoit was married, Sullivan booked a wrestling angle with Benoit where in the storyline he started an affair with Nancy. Mm-hmm. But on mm-hmm. the on-screen romance developed into a full-screen, off-screen, off-ring romance between Nancy and Chris. So, we're going to talk about this because I got a serious question here. Serious, straight shoot question. Um, they fell in, into a real life romance and the two eventually divorced their respective spouses and got together as a couple, which is ironic being that Nancy Benoit's ex husband Sullivan booked the original wrestling angle. So, let's, let's take that one first. Okay. Murph, you and I have talked about this angle ad nauseum. Okay. Well, from Go what I it. what I remember of it, uh, Kevin Sullivan was doing the booking at the time and a lot of the writing. Yep. And uh, again, like you said, he wrote an angle where Nancy or woman was yeah, head woman. of woman. I believe it was called the corporation. 
Yeah. And they wanted to bring Chris Benoit into the corporation. Mm -hmm. And and like I mean, and and I've seen it happen in wrestling where you travel together, you know, you've got to keep what you know, kayfabe going when you leave the arena. So they walk out together and all they travel together. Yeah. Something like that happening. Okay, not really to me, not really surprising. It was said that um, Kevin Sullivan, after all this, did say to Chris Benoit, Benoit, one of these days you're going to pay for what you did. But now I think there was already, before this, before these two had come together in the storyline, I think there was right. already trouble in the Sullivan marriage. Oh, and there I was big was- trouble, brother. Let me mm-hmm. tell you something. There was big trouble in River City. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Yeah, she was and looking to get out. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Here, listen to the rest of the story. Nancy Benoit eventually left wrestling, but Chris continued to make progress in his career. He eventually won a world title in WCW. By the way, it was Kevin Sullivan that put the title on him. Then he left for WWE in 2000. Around that time, Nancy and Chris got married and had their son, Daniel. Chris's career continued to ascend during that time in WWE as he eventually won the world title at WrestleMania 20. Here's the question. If a guy is going to put that belt on you amidst that angle, Murph and Amelia, Mm -hmm. if, if Kevin Sullivan is going to write that angle and he knows This is his wife we're talking about. She went by the name Robin Green at the time, woman. Remember? Yes, I remember woman. Okay, Robin Green, woman. At the time, no one had any inkling that Nancy and Chris were ever even attracted to each other. But if you force them enough to be with each other and hug and kiss and make out, Brother, you're brewing trouble in front of a national audience. But by the same token, Murph, Kevin Sullivan put the world strap on him. Is that Mm -hmm. the action of a guy that's that's jealous? Or was he trying to get or was he trying to get rid of Nancy? As I think. Uh, yeah, I think maybe it was because, like I said, there was already trouble in paradise going on there. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Here's another interesting point, Murph, from the chat room. The year before in the game, it was Eddie in the game. The same game, a year mm-hmm. before it was Eddie. Right. Oh, my goodness. Eddie was in the game. Right. Wow. Here's another one uh, dedicated to the grind. One thing I read is that still makes me question everything is where Benoit's body was found. Thank you for saying that because I have a problem with that. You're going to see a picture of Chris Benoit deceased. And I will tell you, ladies and gentlemen, he is not on a weight machine. He is dead in bed. And this is a from the Fayette County Sheriff's Department coroner's office. 
supposedly police changed their statement several times about where they found them. You're absolutely right, and we have the documents tonight to prove it. So dedicated to the grind, you must have been spying on me today. God bless you, because everything you said is absolutely on target, on point. You're going to see it tonight. Mm-hmm. So do you either you guys want to question that one? You want to you want to take a stab at it? Neil, you take this one. Take it, Neil. Okay. Uh let's see. Let me put my glasses back on so I can read that again. Uh, let's see. Good. Keep keep your glasses on if you need to. Okay. Um, yeah, I believe the same thing that the police did change their mind because uh, like a lot of people say that you know where his body was found was by the weight machine, but then a lot of people say, well, uh bedroom. Okay. But the pictures show a lot of different stuff. So who are we to believe that the body was not moved? Well, that's a point that's come up before. Mm-hmm. That's a point that's come up before. And you would think it would garner an answer. But guess mm-hmm. what? Right. All it did was spark more questions. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that's the problem, Mike Murphy, Armageddon. That's the problem, Michael. Right. Go ahead, Murphy. I have a question. I Go have a question it. concerning this. Mm-hmm. Uh, Chris was in love with Nancy. Yeah. Correct? Yes, yes sir. If you're going to do a murder-suicide, one, you're not going to hang yourself. You're going to, If she's already in bed and you're going to do something, wouldn't it, be, wouldn't it make more sense to take a bunch of sleeping pills, wash it down with a glass of whiskey, and then lay down next to the woman you love? Wouldn't that make sense? It makes sense to me. Uh, yeah. Here's the problem that nobody knows until now. Because, again, this show is called The New Evidence. Here's what we know now. It's going to blow your mind. Are you ready for this? Go ahead. Chris Benoit's wife, Nancy... And the son, Daniel, okay? Nancy and Daniel were dead for at least at least a week. Exactly. Because their bodies were starting to mummify. I'm not making this up, folks. This is yep. real. Yep. This is what this called research right here. Thank yep. you. I have the same papers here. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Let me, I, and I will, it. Uh, we confirmed it because luckily Armageddon's son, who I've I known since he was a little boy, mm-hmm. his name is Daniel. Well, Daniel yeah. happens to be an undertaker. That's what he does. Yeah. Armageddon called his son Daniel and said, hey, hey, son, how long does it take for a body to mummify? Mm-hmm. His son said, about a week. Yeah. How long's rigor mortis to take to set in? A couple hours. Yeah. Okay. So there's your confirmation. Here's the problem. It doesn't take two days to kill somebody. No. Okay. Especially no. if you love them because it's a crime of passion. Number one. Number one. Number two. Somebody killed those two. Knowing that they were alone, Chris was on the road. Something that's never been revealed until today. Now, he was on the road. He came back home and found his wife and child 
dead. And I believe, and Mike Murphy believes this too, we think he walked in on the crime scene and was killed when he got home. And made, the look, and made the look like a suicide. Yes. Who can do that and get away with it? I'll give you some suspects. The mafia. A powerful guy with a lot of money in Stanford, Connecticut. A police organization can get away with that. Who else can get away with it? Somebody who knows you can get away with it. Exactly. Michael Murphy. Take yes, it. Sir. Uh, take this question. Uh, yeah. Here we go. Take this question. I got a question for you. Here you go. Um, oh, here you go. Janice G has a very interesting thought, Mike. Maybe he found out his son wasn't his. No. How about this? None like of his. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Yeah, he does look a lot like him. Nanya Biz says the video of him talking about receiving hundreds of pills was directed at Nancy, I believe. You're absolutely right. They were both in criminal trouble for drugs. You're absolutely right about that. Nancy Benoit was being summoned and subpoenaed and sued by the state of Georgia. Also, simultaneously, she was being sued by Delta Airlines for trafficking in, um, what did they say? It was some sort of a contraband. That's, yeah, contraband. But she did it more than once. So it was considered trafficking. The state of Georgia was investigating her for Ponzi scheme crimes, financial crimes. She was trying to, she was trying to sucker people out of money, mm -hmm. a lot of it. Here's what I believe, and I've said this before, but I'm going to be I'm going to be very specific, and then you guys can have at it. I think Chris Benoit was in trouble. I think that he didn't know how much trouble he was really in. I don't think he knew how much trouble his wife was really in. Okay. Why take out the little boy? Especially when he was sleeping. You killed the mom. He was a witness. Well, he was supposed to be sleeping. He can if wake you up. you kill his mother and he's sleeping, he's going to wake up to a dead mom. He can wake up to any noise and wake up to her dead. Yes, exactly. So if anybody does that, who are they going to get? It's a six-year-old kid. He's going to cry until his father gets home. Mm -hmm. Or run to a neighbor's house. Yes. Nettie Slabby. I love that name, Nettie Slabby. I found your podcast a few days ago because of your interview with Sage Jaquay in the beginning of the... Yes, thank you. Yes. Thank you very much. And you're absolutely right. The virus was a hoax, and it still is a hoax. And it's all bullshit. And Amelia and I and and Mike have done shows about that both together and separately. Um, 
We're not we're not finished with that one. Here you go. <laughs> I remember a girl, Purple Sky, ran through the police department police reports and she noted many inconsistencies. Yes. I know who you're talking about. I've I've seen her stuff. Pillman, Guerrero, and and Benoit all died before they were set to win title belts. Strange coincidence, but this may not be as important as uh, here we go. But this may not be as important. But it's interesting. What do you think, Murph? Pillman, Guerrero, and Benoit all died before they received title belts. But, but also, hold on a second. Um, Chris Benoit did win the belt and then died. It's true with Guerrero yeah. and Benoit. They passed away before winning belts. But don't forget, Eddie no. was also world champion. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Eddie so was also world champion. He yeah. Uh, look in he was he you know, Ganesh says look in the human sacrifice of the occult. Mac Miller was found dead in a praying position too, like supposedly Chris was in bed and not hanging. You're going to see a picture, a very interesting picture. It's Chris Benoit after life in the deceased state. He's not hanging as police say he was, on a weight machine. Michael Murphy and I already blew that theory out the window. That never happened, folks. No. That never happened. You could bl- forget the weight machine. Michael and I already blew that one out the water. That didn't happen. Yeah, your posts about Elvis John Banana Hollywood clones were interesting. And the one about Paul McCartney in the book about two, I know them. So do I, Marianne and uh, Ann Walsh. Good people. I like them, too. They're good. And I haven't seen them in a long time. If you see them, tell them to get their asses back to what's the buzz. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, isn't CM Punk and Kevin have the same birthday? I don't know. That's an interesting mm-hmm. question. Amelia, do you know that answer? Not that I know of, but it would be interesting. Mike Murphy, here's one for you. Dedicated to the grind says, hey, by the way, the most important fact is if Benoit had a brain of an 80-year-old guy with Alzheimer's, how would he text all of those messages to Chavo? Whole thing doesn't make sense. Dedicated to the grind, Murphy and I have been talking about that for years. For not for days, not for weeks. Not even for months. We've been talking about this for 10, 12 years. Okay? And it ain't going away. No. Okay, no, Lord Nikon. No. I like this one. Who would be the uh, would be the first time that the mob killed a wrestler? Yes, Dino Bravo. Here's the thing interesting about Dino Bravo. Dino Bravo's uncle had him killed. You hear what I'm saying to you? That's horrible. Okay, uh, here's something else interesting about that. Yeah. Dino Bravo killed and killed by the Canadian mob. Where's Chris Benoit from? Canada. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Thank you. Where's Brian Pillman from? Canada. Canada. Yeah. Born and raised in Canada. Mm-hmm. Here's what I all believe. trained at the same gym. 
And I believe they all came out of Stuart. No one will ever convince me. No one will ever convince me that this was a murder suicide. It was a murder, all right. It was a oh, mob yeah, hit. Absolutely. I believe it was a mob hit. Somebody somebody knew his schedule. They knew when he was leaving. They knew when he was coming back, and they waited for him to come back. Mm-hmm. Um, Kobe Tom Brady said Kevin did it. Chris stole his woman. I don't believe that. I don't believe that for one moment. Nettie Slabby said viruses do not exist. I figured out January. 20- oh, you're talking about that. Okay. Uh, what? Well, okay. We'll, that, we'll talk about that on another show. Not not on the rest All of the right. show. Um, Chris was due to beat CM Punk for the ECW world title the night of the pay-per-view. John Morrison disputed, uh, dispute, deputized for the match. I'm sorry. That's the disputed. Deputized for the match. Um, I don't know the story. I live in Japan. All right, Nettie Slavy. Well, thank you for being here and come back. We love you. Yes, absolutely. Who wants to take this one? All of those messages, at least the ones the police let us see, seemed like messages as someone trying to impersonate a suicidal person. We said that. Yes. We said that. Mm -hmm. I don't believe for a minute that Chris had access to that text. No. They said he barely knew how to text. Yeah. And Chris wasn't a texter. He was. No. He was this kind of guy. Call. Give yeah. me the phone. And guess what, folks? He didn't have like a regular, like a, an iPhone it was or a flip an Android. Phone, wasn't it? He had a flip. Mm-hmm. He had a flip. It doesn't text. Well, it does, but you got to really like press the letter three times. And and the, the text messages could have been coming from the home, too. We don't know that. Somebody could have been inside the house texting. I said that. I, I just said that. I think somebody was there waiting for him. Yeah. I said it before. Yeah. What if why are you going to put the dogs outside? Exactly. What what's to gain by putting the dogs outside? Yeah. It no. doesn't make sense. No. So much in this case, Mike Murphy, Amelia, Pitbull mm-hmm. Chapman, doesn't make sense to me. It does not jive, like no. Mike says. No. All right. Now I have to do this and then I'm going to come back mm-hmm. uh, and we're going to see some video. Um, before we do that, let me just say that the opinions uh, expressed on this show are that of the host and the guest and do not necessarily reflect WWTF Radio, What's the Buzz podcast, its management or its affiliates. It does not represent Spotify, Stitcher. It does not represent Podbean iHeartRadio or Amazon Music in any way, shape, or form. It is their opinion and their opinions only. Having said that, we'll be right back after this. Jess wanted to start a business when something surprising happens. Today, I'm going to teach you how to crochet. She started crocheting, like a lot. And her friends noticed. Jess, you need to sell those. So, she signed up for Shopify and started building her business. Yes, I love that. And after a lot of hard work, this happened. Oh my gosh, I just made my first sale! 
You see, every day, hundreds of businesses get their first sale on Shopify. We got a ding! And the next could be you. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life and become your own boss, build it on Shopify. Do you have sweaty balls or volleyball netty balls? It's time to make them ready balls. The Manscaped.com Lawnmower 3.0 will do the job and clean your knob with its patented no-nick head so your head will function as desired. Enter promo code WRESTLINGFUTURE for a generous 20% discount. That's enter WRESTLINGFUTURE for a 20% discount. Manscaped.com and wrestling with the future, going balls to the walls with Manscaped.com and the Lawnmower 3.0, your balls will thank you. And so will we. And we are back with What's the Buzz presents Ring the Bell oh, with Amelia Pimple Chapman. <laughs> Hi, Good everyone. Welcome back. <laughs> Hold on. I caught Murphy doing something. What the hell are you doing, man? <laughs> oh, my God. That commercial. Oh, my God. Nothing. <laughs> nothing. I want to do nothing. <laughs> I want to do nothing. <laughs> hey, we're not on the end. I'll do that right now. Doing that in your privacy, your bathroom now. Funny. All right. Well, we have to take a look here at um, at some video. Yes. So, oh, here we go. Before we do that, let me get the Matt Baxter. Yes. Matthew Baxter, as an ex-law enforcement officer. By the way, Mr. Baxter, Mr. Armageddon, Mike Murphy, his brother is a retired police detective, right, Michael? Uh, no, he was a retired lieutenant with the state police. State police. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, state police. Mm-hmm. Let me remind you all, law of, law officers do not and are not obligated to tell the public the truth. Huh. Oh, let me read that again. Huh. Law enforcement officers are not obligated to tell the truth. Really? So cops can get away with fucking lying and pieces of shit? Really? Wow. <laughs> no wonder we fucking hate cops. Jesus. <laughs> wow. Well, 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 you know well, what? Well, I gotta. Well, well, well. I have to hold on a minute. Wait, hold on a minute. Hold on a minute. Uh, hold on. I gotta give. I gotta give Matthew Baxter kudos. I'm gonna yeah. tell you why. Because that law enforcement officer told the truth. Told the exactly. That's what I was gonna say. He told the truth. Pat you on can the back. stay now, Mr. Baxter. You can stay. <laughs> He ought to be a guest on our show. You know what? That's a great idea. We should have Mr. Baxter as a guest sometime. That's not a bad idea. Uh All right. So let I have to do this, folks. Um, It's a little graphic. Yes. In some spots, it's a little graphic. So if you're a weak stomach, Um, I would recommend not watching this next part. Yeah. yeah, Well, you may want to consider. Yeah. Uh, let's take a look. All right. We're going to go over some of this here. This is, um, of course, you know, you see the first photo here is Chris Benoit. He's, he's, it says, I'm your poppy. <laughs> I'm your poppy. <laughs> um, standing next to Chris Benoit is Chavo Guerrero. Right. Standing to the other side of Chris Benoit. 
is Paul Levesque, Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Um, you're you're looking at a bunch of very somber men, but look at the face on Chris Benoit. He is visibly far more upset than everyone else in that picture, including, including Eddie Guerrero's uncle, mm -hmm. Chavo Guerrero. Next picture. Mm -hmm. Everyone was led to believe that Chris Benoit's office was a mess. I want you to look at that, Mike Murphy. It says police photo. That yes. photo came from the Fayette County Sheriff's Department. That office doesn't look like a mess to me. It looks like it's in pristine shape. Agreed. Yeah, like a just regular, normal, workable office. Exactly. It's a workable office. It's exactly mm -hmm. what it is. This is the same room where the office is. It's on the other side. Okay. It's, you know how a house has like that A-frame they build an attic? Yes. That's what they did there. They put a bedroom and an office upstairs. This is Chris and Nancy. I don't know if you can see this real well, Murph and Amelia, mm -hmm. but Chris Benoit has a pretty nice shiner on his left eye. Yeah, and on his lip, something, some kind of... Well, yeah, he was punched in the face and punched in the mouth. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if it happened in a wrestling match or uh, a fight at home, but you can clearly see... That Chris has got a shiner and a busted lip. Mm -hmm. This photo was at Eddie Guerrero's funeral. There's Eddie and Chris celebrating Benoit's win. This is where the rubber meets the road, folks. Family secrets. A son's mystery. Uh, I'm sorry. A son's health mystery. A rocky marriage. A looming drug scan inside the wrestler's troubled world. Chris Benoit. Let's see what else happened up here. Okay. Again, this is a police crime photo. The television, you can see the television in the background was left on. That's a pool table, billiard table there. There's a bunch of stuff on it. It looks like, you know, scattered whatever. But if you look at the floor and the surroundings, it looks like a pretty sloppy room mm -hmm. it may be a rec room it may be a kid's room but clearly it's a mess yeah also you can see a sneaker on the floor there let's see next here all right i call this the many faces of the benoit family you look at nancy benoit there's daniel there's nancy daniel and chris and again Again, that same picture of Chris and Nancy on the bottom. They look like a very happy, normal family. But looks can be deceiving as we oh, yes. in the world of wrestling. Because uh, sometimes, because, and Mike Murphy will tell you, sometimes uh -huh. it's hard to tell a work from a shoot. Yes. And a lot of wrestlers don't know the difference. That's the scary part. These are, again, these are um, photos of the Benoit house. This is Eddie and Chris. Chris Benoit was noted for one thing. He never smiled. Never, he never 
smiled. He only smiled around Eddie. Yes. This should tell you everything you need to know. Do I believe they had a very close relationship? You bet your ass I do. Especially the way he's looking at Eddie right there. So Exactly. And thank you, Amelia, for pointing that out. All right, here's the other side of that room, that A-frame. You, you see that desk? That's Chris Benoit's office where you just remember I, I showed you the picture of the yes. office. Mm -hmm. There is that same white desk. There is the same stuff on that desk. There you can see there on the wall to the right, there's a picture, a poster, Mike Murphy, a poster of Chris Benoit in his right. office. Okay. Wait, wait, stop, stop, stop. Go ahead. That sitting on the sofa. Yes. That's a safe. Yes, it is. It's a yes, Halliburton safe. To, to be precise, Mike, it's a Halliburton safe. But yes, you are absolutely right. It's a safe. What do you notice about it? Okay. No, I, I, well, one, it's open. And two, I keep mine, uh, which I have under my table here. I keep uh, a couple of my guns in it. Well, that's open. It's unsecured, and nobody knows what's in it. Hmm. We, we just don't know. Yeah, or what was in it. Okay. For those of you who still believe that Kevin Sullivan had anything to do with the Chris Benoit murder-suicide, let me assure you, I believe Kevin Sullivan wanted out of his marriage. I believe Kevin Sullivan pushed his wife onto Chris Benoit. And I believe he got exactly what he wanted. On top of that, he made Chris Benoit the world heavyweight champion. So you can speculate all you want. I don't believe for one minute that Kevin Sullivan had anything to do with the death of Chris Benoit. Here you go. This is Chris Benoit's autopsy. It's hard to read, but let me get, tell you what's on it. Okay. Okay. Cause of death. Blunt force trauma. It doesn't say anything, Mike Murphy, about hanging, suffocation, strangulation. It doesn't say anything about that. It says blunt force trauma to the head. Amelia, well, that, what do you got? Well, that just takes suicide right off the wit, right off the table, right there. Somebody hit him from the back of the head with something either. Come on. Uh, could Probably have been something from that from he, that case he, he, or something. That's why that case was open. Let, let's do this, Murph. Can can you hear me now? Yeah, whatever was in that safe. <laughs> can you whatever, hear me now? Whatever was in that safe, they could have used that as a weapon. Or a that's bat the, from that's the point we're making. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's the point we're making. Murphy and I have been talking about this for years. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's play doctor for a minute. On the right slide, the purple slide is a healthy brain tissue. Okay, 
you see how the the membrane they're they're called um particulate membranes. All right. Look at the left and look at the right. Different shape, different size, different color. Mm-hmm. You're looking at what people say is the brain of an 85-year-old guy with Alzheimer's. Okay? Look at that. Chris Benoit's brain. Look at a healthy brain. I don't know if that had anything to do with it. Um, We can speculate as to whether brain damage was, in fact, um, a causation here. But I still don't think that, and, and I'm not, again, I'm not a doctor. But and I I tell you what I'm looking at looks like a guy with a lot of problems psychologically, but more so it looks like a guy with with depression. It looks like right. a guy fighting depression because you're going to see the next. Here you go. There's the slide right there. Neurofibrillary tangles, NFTs, like those seen below, have been found in patients suffering cognitive and intellectual dysfunction, including major depression. Similar NFTs were found in Chris Benoit. Did wrestling cause his death? Mike Murphy, take that one, please. No, absolutely not. Tell me why. Absolutely not. I don't think wrestling caught wrestling caused his death. I, I would be very surprised. Amelia, what's your take? I, I don't think so either because I mean, don't you have to pass a physical to be to still continue wrestling? And that would be a part of that as well. Um uh not in all states. But for the WWE, right? Here's the question we asked today, Murph. Nettie Slabby in the uh, the chat room. How can anyone get away with anything except for people above the law? With all the cameras, cameras in public, cell phone cameras, TV too. I saw a demonstration of how they can watch even through your smart TV. Uh-huh. That's true. They can do it right through your smart television. Uh-huh. Most people don't know this, but there's cameras in your TV. Oh, yes. It doesn't just show you pictures. It takes pictures, too. Uh-huh. I know, because I have one. Okay? Right. You hear We're what also I'm saying? going back to 2007. Exactly. Uh-huh. Well, that technology was available, but not widespread right certainly not widespread here you go Nettie slimy says might be hard to believe but in october of 2021 i realized people have been breaking into my home in in Koma, japan oh wow we realized then it had been happening for a long time since at least 2018 for sure they stole a number of my possessions and moved things and even had an old sensor installed in one of the bedrooms. 
The hidden camera is the most despicable thing they have done. Going on for about 15 years now, they added three hidden cameras during the hoax, which meant they couldn't see us in, and then it stops off. Um, okay. Um, sorry, uh, uh, Nettie, but the, it stopped off there. Um, a town the size of, here you go, Mike. Mike Murphy today spoke to the Fayette County Sheriff's Department. Uh, try, and the, the, the representative for Detective uh, Butler, mm-hmm. uh, Major Butler, I should say. Uh, Major E. Butler. Uh, no, no, it was, uh, uh, I believe it was uh, Elisa Kendrick, and the detective was uh, Detective Harper. Harper, I'm not sorry, I'm sorry. Harper, not Butler, Harper. A town the size I, I of Fayetteville. I didn't talk to Detective Harper. Right. A town the size of Fayetteville doesn't have the resources for a case like that. They did what they were told to do and took the easy way out. You're absolutely right. Yeah. They took the e- you know why they took the easy way out? Because they got to pay a lot of money from Connecticut to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Brain damage from getting hit on the head too many times. It's called CTE. You're going to hear about CTE tonight. Uh, it's okay. I'm being severely harassed and prosecuted. I'm sorry. You know what, Nettie? We hate to hear that. We really, really do. Um, I hope that you find some relief from that soon. Let's take mm-hmm. a look at this. I'm going to skip through some of this stuff because there's just a lot here. There really, really is. There's a lot here. Um, mm-hmm. Don't don't even try to read it all because there's so much. I want to get into just, just showing you um, photos. I want to get into the photos here. You're seeing all the paperwork. All right, here you go. Ladies and gentlemen, you are looking at Chris Benoit, deceased, on his bed. The only thing visible. And I want you to notice it very very closely. What do you see in that photograph, Michael? That's very oh, out I of place. Blanket. He's got uh, Joker posters up on his wall. Um, and he's alone in bed. He's in his son's bedroom. What do you notice about that picture? Enlighten me. Well, his son's not in there, and he looks like he's sound asleep. No. Huh? There are two little legs sticking out right there. Okay. I don't see that very well. but You're looking right at them. You're looking right at them. Those are two legs, two little legs. Are they by his, uh, where his arms would be? Exactly. That's one. Oh, okay. Okay. You see what we're talking about? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see them sticking out now that you mentioned it is. Yep. There's the weight pulley, Murph. Explain to me how you're supposed to hang yourself from this contraption. Can it's a physical impossibility. 
Thank you. How tall was Chris Benoit? Five nine, I believe. Five ten. You're very close. Yep, you're right there. Look at that weight machine. Does that weight machine look five nine, five ten? No. He's got it on the incline bench press, right? That's where it remained. No, it that's never... a uh, that's for uh, leg working. Like you know, you put your shoulders up against these pads here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you, know, you push up. Exactly. Yeah. Look at it. You can't hang yourself on that. Uh-uh. No. These are photos that the police department took after it was cleaned up. There's nothing obviously out of place. If you're looking for evidence, wouldn't you have moved all that paper? That bed looks pretty made to me. Yeah. This is Nancy Benoit. What's she had a... Say again, Murph. One thing I noticed about the picture of the computer. Yeah. Uh -huh. Computer was still on. Wouldn't they have Absolutely. confiscated that to go through it? You would think they would, but as they pointed out in the chat room, it's a small police department with very few resources, and they just wanted to put a bow on this thing and be done with it. And if it was me, I would have gone through all that paperwork, opened that FedEx thing to see what they, was in it. They wanted the easy way out. You got to remember something. Mm -hmm. This is a wealthy, wealthy community. It's the first murder they ever, ever in the history of that town ever had. Never, hey, never had a murder. It was a gated community. He had a $700,000 house. All everyone who lived near him had money. Well, get me on the case. I would have opened everything I could in that house and found out what I could have. When they want something to go away, it's going to go away. This is Nancy Benoit's doll room. Oh, this okay. is Nancy Benoit's doll room. Mm. Yeah, this is her doll room. If you'll notice, they're all, Amelia, you see, they're all Barbie dolls. Yeah. All, Even like, the costume, the, the dress costume on the wall is a is a Barbie costume. It's a Barbie doll costume. And there is the weight, the 40 pound weight in question. Okay. <clears throat> Two now, Murph, we said 240 pound weights. Are you gonna tell me that that 40 pound weight? That two forty pound weights killed this guy. I don't believe no. it. I don't buy it. Mm -mm. It never no. happened that way. No. no, I don't think so. Okay, we're gonna go back to the um to the uh, the chat room here. Anyone mm -hmm. else in the chat room got something to add to this? Because I'll tell you what, we got a lot of people in the chat tonight. Thank Can I ask you a question though? Uh, my dog, when you first did the show, I. I saw on the uh, when you did the show when you did the podcast. Uh, why did someone 
threaten you for tr- for doing the podcast in the beginning. We were threatened a couple of times. Why was that? I mean, you were just trying to get out because the truth. we because the the truth hits close to home. Mike Murphy was on that show with me. Mm-hmm. We were getting. Mm-hmm. We had a guy on that show, Ricky O. Mm-hmm. Is they they call him in the business. Right. I'm not going to mention his last name for no. For his privacy sake, Ricky O. Let's just call him that, right? So Murphy and I been around the business. Ricky's, of course, is a a promoter. Right. And we had you, myself and Dan, the man was on the show. Right. The four of us. When you get too close to the truth for comfort for some people, they feel threatened. Like you're looking at them, like you're looking through them, like you know them. Okay? Right. When you become a threat to someone, they become a threat to you. And that's as simple as I can state it. That's what happened. We were threatened for telling the truth. But guess what? I've been threatened a lot on this show. Let me tell you something, you guys. You don't know what I go through. With this show. We don't get paid for this show. No, we don't. I can't take money for this show. And I'm going to tell you why. The minute I take money for this show, then somebody owns me. Right. Nobody owns me. Nobody. That's why I'll say what I want. I'll back it up. And if you don't like it, change the channel. Or watch another show. Or turn off the computer or TV. Or radio. Whatever you're listening and watching me on. That's simple. The truth is. We've been trying to find out. For 61 years. Who killed John Kennedy. Right. We've been trying for almost 20. To find out who killed. Chris Benoit. Seven, what is it, Murph? 18 years? 18 years now, yes. 18 years? Yes. Right? 18 years. And we still don't know, and we're still talking about it. We still don't know. Go ahead, Murph. I'd like to say something. Um, Please. We've done numerous shows on. We've done numerous shows on this. We've gotten the threats and everything, uh, which means we got to be getting pretty damn close to something. Oh, I want you to know something. If you're out there and you're watching or you're listening, if you know something about this, come forward. Let Three me people say lost this. their life. Thank you. Yes. I appreciate that. I'd like to bring up uh, John Vicks again. You saw pictures a moment ago. Just to verify what John Vicks is saying. I showed you photographs a moment ago of a trash can loaded with beer cans and alcohol. There was no alcohol in Chris Benoit's system, but they said they found lots of alcohol in the trash can. We know that for a fact because I just showed you the picture. Uh, And the weight machine. Here's the question. Who drank the alcohol? Neil, you take that one. Well, again, Mexicans like to drink beer. (laughs) 
There you go. There you go. Viva <laughs> cerveza. Yeah. John yep. Vicks. I want John Vicks to listen to me carefully. John, all roads lead to Guerrero. Yes. I said it. I'm not going to back down from it. All roads lead to Guerrero. Some Guerrero was involved in this. Somebody made this happen. Or they had a lot of help doing it. Yes. And if they could go um, back and do the fingerprints, I know they would have a Guerrero fingerprint in there or two. I see, You know, I'm reading this, and I said this to Mike Murphy. Some Japanese people have shared pictures of JFK. They said it was staged and not murdered. They said he died at the age of 103 and showed pictures of him, even with Trump at some. Okay. I get what you're saying. Um, but let's relate that to the, to the, the Benoit case. Mm -hmm. In the Benoit case, we know it was staged. The scene was staged. Oh, yeah. Because nothing happened the way the cops said it happened. Mm -mm. In fact, everything proves the opposite of what the you heard. I want to bring him back up here. Where is he? You heard what Matthew Baxter said as an ex-law enforcement officer. Let me remind you all law officers do not and are not obligated to tell the truth. A cop is telling you it's okay to lie. Yes. In fact, okay. I'm going to screenshot that right now because I want to have that as a part of this permanent record. Yes. And Thank it, you, Matt. Thank you, Mr. Matthew Baxter. And you know that picture that you Matthew showed earlier Baxter. where the shoe was on the floor? I bet you that was staged as well. I don't think that the house was at all like that. Oh, no, we know immaculate it was house. We yeah. know, we know it. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, Matthew Baxter. Yeah, Baxter, yeah. I read that question. Is there something you're trying to tell us? Read that question Matthew again, Baxter. Angela. Good. That's a very good point. Hidden in plain sight. There you go. Mr. Baxter. Would you to like us? to say something? You got something you want to say? about this? Dedicated to the grind has nailed it. And he says... He is saying what we have been saying for years. Vince knows for sure what happened. Dark side of the ring already exposed. Vince has been acting as wrestling mafia boss since the 90s. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, we know that. He thinks mm -hmm. he's the fucking godfather, this guy. Imagine the things he knows about. By the way. Or should we say just, Vince who? Just to reiterate, in case you're just joining us. In case you're just joining us. Vince McMahon's life is about to go from bad to worse to holy fuck. Holy crap. Okay? <laughs> it's about to go. Yeah. Pardon the pun, folks. But it's about to go into the shitter. Yeah. <laughs> as, if you will. Into the shitter, if you will. Yeah. Or should we say Vince who? After we... <laughs> I said, if you will, <laughs> but I will tell you that 
I will tell you that incidentally, uh, Brock Lesnar is now being pulled into this in a very profound way, as is John Laurinaitis, as are uh, a yet to be presented former UFC champion. Oh. I don't know if we're talking about Brock or another UFC mm -hmm. champion. We assume it's Brock because all of his pictures are being taken mm -hmm. off the web. Mm -hmm. uh, his name is being removed from merchandise. He's being taken off the cover of the video game uh, that he was already paid for. Everything. And his merch is being stopped selling, stopped yes. for sale. And there is rumored, and I'm just saying rumored because uh, they're going to go, they're going to be looking into Paul Levesque, which we all know is Triple H next. He's the next one that they're going to Paul Levesque to. is definitely the next. Yes. And when that happens, and not if it happens, when that yeah. happens, there's going to be splaining to do Lucy for um, very much for, so. for Miss Stephanie and Mr. Paul. Yes, because they're also. I, I they have know. What did they know and when did they know it? Go ahead, Murph. Exactly. Since they're deleting, I asked you this before the show, since they're deleting Brock Lesnar from everything, does that mean the Undertaker's 21, his uh, streak is now 21 and 0? That's a legitimate question that they're actually asking on Sportskedia. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for real. Yeah. They're actually saying that. Does that negate the, the streak? Does that mean that the streak is still the streak? Yep. Okay. And what about the matches that uh, Chris Benoit won to the people that lost against him? Would that make them the winners as well? That would be another you, one. Too. You mark my words. At some point, at some point, because Vince McMahon is no longer there. Right. I promise you, Chris Benoit will be in the Hall of Fame. I, and I, I know this. China, China, well, China already is with with DX, mm -hmm. but she has not been. No, in, I mean by herself. Yeah, as a solo. Yes, I was just about to say that she has been um, inducted with DX, but not as a single. But she will. I I can assure you, she will. Even though she she did porn, but so did Sunny. Tammy Sitch, so did X-Pac, he's in, and in fact, he's in twice. Yeah, but she held her own, though, against all the male wrestlers, and I, I well, very it's not even, it's not, no, 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 we're not talking about work, Amelia, yeah. we're not, that's a work, we're not talking mm -hmm. about work, we're talking about real shoot life, mm -hmm. real life, okay? Well, I, mm -hmm. I, I tell you what, I saw Tammy Sitch's porn, mm -hmm. and it's great. If you're on a diet. All right. <laughs> I know what he means by that. <laughs> yeah. And well, anyway, getting back to like the Chris Benoit case and everything like that, that we were talking about. Um, I know that, uh, that Mad Dog wasn't allowed. Well, hasn't shown a lot of the pictures that we had seen before, but um, the pictures that uh, he was. Hey, can I tell you why? Sure. There's a very simple reason. I, if I show the pictures that I want to show, it's going to open up more questions than answers, and I don't want to open up that rabbit no. hole just yet. Right. Um. Here we go. Here we go. 
the occult. They do this to spread negativity. Benoit was loved. Mac Miller was loved. Tupac was loved. The only ones more powerful than the police is the elite, the evil rich. Well, this is possible. I still contend it was the mafia. Mm-hmm. Macho man's name might be brought up again if they start talking to Stephanie. Well, um, maybe, maybe not. We already know it's no secret. Yes, I'll say it. Macho man had an affair with Stephanie McMahon. 18 years old, Stephanie McMahon. We know Ooh, this. no. It's no secret. <laughs> oh, yeah, brother. Oh, yeah. And she was a good piece of ass, brother. <laughs> By the way, will you get when you when you cross a Bermuda onion and a donkey? Piece of ass, it'll bring tears to your eyes. I love this man. <laughs> <laughs> the telltale signs of the dark, deep state occult Illuminati is foreshadowing an event before it happens, as they did with Benoit. Well, yeah, you're kind of right there, but I think it's much more basic than that. I think they were telling Chris, straighten up and fly right, or you're not going to fly at all. Exactly. And I think that's exactly what they did. I think that's what they did. Well, Amelia, I got mm-hmm. one more commercial break, and then you're going to have to tell everybody to go home. Okay. All right. We are going to do this public service. And uh, let's see here. Oh, by the way, yes, we're getting cups made, folks. Oh, yes. Well, I got two. I got two cups to show you. I want you to, your opinion. Tell me yes. which ones you like best. Okay, so do you like the What's the Buzz or the WWTF radio? Which one do you like, Mill? I I like them both. I can't choose. I know that's my problem. Murph, which one do you like? I, I actually I like the uh, WWTF. Do you? Okay, cool. Cool. All right. Yeah, because it's it's hard to choose because I don't want to not not keep the other one, but then I like the other one too for. Right. <laughs> yeah, you tell everybody what's coming up next week. Okay, be happy to to, to do that. Let's see. Let me get my little book here because I have my erasable pen. <laughs> Ready? And then after you do that, we will mm-hmm. um we'll put a period on the end of this show. Right. But thank you everybody for uh coming on the show and uh, talking to us um as well. And Michael, thank you for coming on as well. And just to let everybody know. We will be here every Wednesday night for you. Mm-hmm. We were going to do the show once a month. We're going to do it every week. Because you have responded more than I ever thought was possible. Yeah. And if you have any show ideas, let us know as well. We'll, be, we'll look at yes. it as well. If you have any, you're going to see a video, our closing credits. It will have our email address on it. What's the buzz podcast 
at gmail.com. If you've got show ideas, suggestions, anything of a creative nature, if you'd like to be on the show, if you want to come on here with us and talk about Chris Benoit, let us know as long as you're in the United States because I can't fly you in from Japan. Right. Or we don't want to keep you at 2 o'clock in the morning. Up exactly. <laughs> like our poor friend you know, Michael Paré was in Denmark at 2 a.m. Yeah. Oh, my God. This yeah. poor guy's he's got to get some sleep. And he's like, I'm sorry, guys, but it's like 2.30 in the morning and I have to get some sleep. Or yeah, we will have uh, actor Michael Paray on. Mm -hmm. uh, but go ahead, Amelia. Tell everybody what's happening. Oh, no, that's fine. On uh, February the 12th, we're going to have uh, Todd Lautenberg and his beautiful wife, Dolana Opava. Yep. They are uh, the comedians from here in Florida. I just don't know exactly where here in Florida. So we might be, I might be. I don't think he knows because he's a little goofy in the head. But I like him. <laughs> And we're returning guest, Ronnie Marmo, on February the 13th. Ronnie Marmo. I love this guy. Great yes. actor. Oh, yeah, an amazing stage actor, television, film. Mm -hmm. He's been around a long time. Yes. Good stuff. And uh, if also from uh, General Hospital as well, from a soap opera that I used to watch. <laughs> yes, I used and to watch. Guys, I woke up at 1.19 a.m. Oh, my God. Did I, I keep you up? Oh, no. It's 10.30 in the morning in Japan, folks. Oh, my goodness. In case you're keeping tabs, like, we'll remember next that. morning. <laughs> it's 10.30 a.m. in Japan. Breakfast time. Mm -hmm. I like sushi for breakfast. Oh, yeah. And we're going to have them again, Todd and Jolana, again on the 19th. 19th, well. yes, absolutely. We're going to have them as returning guests. And then on the 20th, we're going to have Life After Death, The Evidence. Absolutely. The Rowdy Rev back The on, Rowdy on. Rev will be with us. Yes. Uh, Mr. Murphy, you got anything to promote? Where can people get a hold of you when they want to talk wrestling? Uh, they want to talk wrestling with me? They can uh, find me on Facebook under Michael Murphy. Look for the gray-haired uh, guy on a chopper. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> He's going to be Michael uh, Murphy. <laughs> I'm uh, still healing up, um, going to physical therapy, and uh, trying to take care of myself. It's 9.36 a.m. in Malaysia. Oh, my goodness. Ganesh is from, we got, man, we're the whole world is represented tonight. What? Is it cold I've over got, there in Malaysia? <laughs> wait a minute. Here's what we got in our chat room tonight. Japan, Malaysia. New Zealand, Ooh. Australia, the United States, Canada, represented in the chat room tonight. Thank That's you. major. That is remarkable, you guys. Thank you so much. I told people, you're not going hey, to New Zealand. Zealand. Oh, yeah, I said New Zealand. Absolutely, for sure. Yeah, Absolutely. I, I just want to know if they're watching us from, in New Zealand. I just want to know if they're watching us from the Shire. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that is. You're going to have to enlighten. <laughs> that is a Lord of the Rings reference. It's where the movie was filmed. Hmm. Oh, from the Shire. Uh, I yo <laughs> yeah, we're the little people. The um, the, the, the you know, Frodo Thomas. and his buddies. Yes. Oh, yeah. uh, there's. I think they filmed it in. I think that you can actually visit the Shire, if I'm not mistaken. Hmm. I think got a response. Yes, is that right, Murph? Yes. They're giving tours. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, I yes, know it. I know absolutely. the Shire. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yep. Well, I'll tell you what. Nettie oh, Japan Stratton. has been cold the past the last few days. Yeah, I want Ganesh and Nettie Slabby, and um, <gasps> and dedicated to the grind. I want you to know, I so appreciate you be here. Thank you. Thank you for being yes. here. Thank you, um, everyone. Join so us much. every week, every Wednesday at seven p.m. Eastern, four Pacific and Central. Uh, 10.30 in Malaysia <laughs> <laughs> or in Japan. Mm-hmm. And, but you I don't know still... what time in China. I haven't <laughs> been there yet. But you can still listen to us as well on the radio. Just uh, to let, you know, find your local stations yep. anytime. WWTF Radio. We mm-hmm. are on Amazon Music, Spotify, mm-hmm. Stitcher, Pandora. Um, we are on Audible.com. Yes. We are on... Uh, uh, as I said, Podbean, Spotify, um, uh, iHeartRadio. Uh, oh God, what was the other one? Amazon uh, as well. You can find Amazon, mm-hmm. uh, Apple Music. That was the one I was trying. Apple Music. Yes. Apple Music. Yeah, we're we're everywhere, you guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, we are all over the world. Um, it was surprised our guests the past couple of nights. Uh, to real, they didn't realize that mm-hmm. we had this big an audience. Yeah. I thought Lacey J. Dalton was going to fall off her chair. <laughs> I want yeah. to thank everyone, every one of you guys for what being here, for listening as well. Thank you guys so and, much. And thank you. Subscribe to us, folks. Yes, please. Join us each and every week on America's Best Podcast. What's the buzz? And for Michael Armageddon Murphy. For yes. Amelia, the Pitbull Chapman. Take for us home. I am Angelo, the Mad Dog. Decipio, it's time to take it home. Take it home. Bring the bell!